You read the Bible, Greg. You talking to me? Come along, Samuels. Keep up. Wait, wait. Let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, there's past. So what you want? Jesus freak. Got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 net scouts. <laughs> Start see pictures, eh? Oh wow! Thank you for that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Film and Loathing for Wednesday, June nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen. This is episode number thirty-two, and I'm Jake. I am Chris, and I am Zach. Uh, this week we're going to be doing a Hall of Fame review. Actually, what is? It? I think this is number six. Yeah. Um, we're going to be reviewing David Lynch's Mahalan Drive. Now that no one wanted to see Inter- Men in Black International with me. No, I agree. I did not no. want to see that at all. I was yeah. done with the third one. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's okay. I, maybe I was a little ambitious to want to go rush to the theater and see that. Don't get me I wrong. I would say so. I'm going to see it, though. I think that's a perfect Discount Tuesday type of movie. That's, that's a like... perfect uh, never-watch-it movie. You're never ever gonna watch it. No. What if it goes to HBO? You know how many movies there are on HBO that I don't watch. Yeah, but I'm just asking. This goes to HBO. Do you watch it? No. This goes to Netflix. Do you watch it? No. I'd give it a try. Pops up on your account. You check. You check it out for Netflix. Oh yeah, for Netflix I would. I don't really watch movies on Hulu, so not there. But if I happen to be looking at the, like, what's popping section on Netflix, then I would watch it, yeah. Okay. Once Tommy Lee Jones bounced out of the series, I kind of did too. But they replaced him with Josh Brolin. Yeah, still not a fair trade-off. You're right, Josh Brolin is better. No, he's not. Tommy Lee Jones is superior. Okay. I don't Okay, actually I don't even think I've seen the third one. Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in a third one. It's basically same character. Like what okay. Will oh wait, Smith, wait. Isn't that Will the past version of the same character? That's yeah. Josh Brolin. Okay, Will yeah. Smith yeah. goes back in time. Sure, sure. Mm. I, Whatever I'd still, you say, Chris. I'd still watch Men in Black 3 over After Earth, though. Zach, do you own the Men in Black trilogy, though? No, I sold it. Oh, you did sell it? Okay. Did you manage to, to sell off a, a shit ton of those Blu-rays? Yep. Nice. Do you buy these movies hoping to keep them, or do you buy them knowing full well that you will eventually sell them? Well, Chris... I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's a lot of trouble to go through the idea of just like, ah, yeah, I'll probably get rid of them in like two months. No, I've had that 
for over a year. Chris, Chris, I almost, I'm so, I'm so fucking close, dude, to, to pulling the trigger on Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> I'm so fucking close, dude. Every time I go to Best Buy, I look in the 599 bin and it's sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I need, to, I should just get it right now. Buy it just so we can have a conversation about how unimportant that movie is. Dude, oh. if, if there's if there's a way, it's I'm gonna put it on my top fifty. <laughs> I, I was I was scrolling through last night making like a, a list of potentials for my top fifty of the of uh, the decade, and then yep. I saw Cowboys and Aliens, and I just did one of those air pushing out of the nostrils. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak like I'm telling you, maybe like surprise like forty seven, just. John Favreau's Cowboys and Aliens. You're not. You're gonna. No. What's gonna happen is you're like 48. Blah blah blah. 47. Cowboys and Aliens. 46. You're gonna Dude, sneak it in there. I swear to God, if I the next time I go to okay, on the sh- I will state right here now, as with proof that the next time I'm at Best Buy, if Cowboys and Aliens is in the 5.99 bin, I'm I'm buying it. I'm, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. And I will watch that thing every week until it's in my top 50. You're going to be watching that your entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Your whole life. Well, I only got till this January or December, whenever we record. So, and I want you to re review it on the show every week. Every. I want you to get to the section where you're like, all right, so what'd you watch this week? Well, I watched Cowboys and Aliens again for the sixth time. I stumbled upon this guy's Letterboxd account that was watching um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, every single day until he gave it a positive review. And some, I think like when I checked, it was at something like 28 or something like that. Oh my gosh. That's just so much money. Like that's ten bucks, twelve bucks a trip to the movies. Dude, like, I, I, well, I, would, I would imagine he's I, dude, not I, going to the movies. I think he owns to see it. The Amazing Spider-Man Two. I assume he owns it on Blu-ray. Oh, I thought you meant the one with like Tom Holland in it, like Homecoming. No, 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 no. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man Two with Andrew Garfield. Oh yeah, that's never happening. That's what never a, happening. What a colossal waste of time. Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah, he's like, and he's dedicated, man. I haven't checked in. I, I, I mean, I forgot what his page was, so I can't even look back in, but it was it was a long streak. I think I've only seen probably like three movies 28 times in my life. What? Three? Hunting? Yeah. Jeepers um. Creepers on TNT? No, but that's actually a very good guess because I can't tell you how many times I've done that. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, when was it? Uh, Mr. Deeds. Okay, let's make that four movies. I've seen okay. Mr. Deeds twenty times, easy. <laughs> Big Daddy. No, no, no more Adam Sandler movies. It's got my boy BC in it. Who? Bradley Cooper. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, so Silver Lines Play- Playbook? Silver Lines Playbook. That's that's number three of four. Do you honestly think you've seen that movie 28 times? Oh, for sure. 100%. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. That was, like, one of the only movies. Because, like, my mom, 
there was a point in time where we didn't have internet for like the longest time, but we owned only like 15 movies. And there was like, uh, like okay. there was like eight below uh, Lord of the Rings one and two. Not even the third one, just one and two. Never uh, to see how it ended. No, no, no. And then um, <laughs> there was a DVD set of Titanic where the second it was split into two discs, and the second half was missing. So Did you we, never get to know how things end? No, All no. these blockbuster films, you have no clue how they end. It's true. And then uh, Silver Linings Playbook and like Forrest Gump, and then there was like. Um, there's a couple others, but Silver Linings Playbook was the only one of those movies besides Forrest Gump. Oh, and King Kong, Peter Jackson. And I watched Silver Linings Playbook oh, like, Jesus. like so much, literally like every single week for like a year. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of viewings. That was a lot of viewings. I've never even seen it once. It's 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 a good it's a really good movie. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'll watch it before the year's out. Of course, it's on the list of things to check out. But I'm I'm considering it for my top fifty. It may I would imagine it, so. It's either gonna get up there pretty high, or it's gonna get very low. It's not gonna hit middle ground. Hmm. I just gotta decide whether I like it as much as as many times as I viewed it. I've seen Cowboys and Aliens more than I've seen. I've seen John Carter more times than I've seen The Godfather, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, is jo- Ooh, wait, wait, is John Carter 2010 or beyond? No. Um, I guess 2000. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, shit, yes, would... it is. Yes, it is. That has to it, be like 2011. Is it? I feel like it has to be. 2012. Oh. 2012. Oh, shit. Okay. It makes the cut, boys. Well, now All we right. know Chris is number one. <laughs> and you know my like now for like 45. I'm going to force it in there, man. Cowboys and Aliens and John Cotter are going to have to be in there. Those two back to back. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get it in there. I'm in. I'll fit, I'll fit John Carter into my top 50. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? It's a lot of movies. Um, but Zach... Wanted to say congrats on the new Harvest Moon job. Thank you. Thank you. Any, a lot of Harvest Moon people listen to the show? All of them, I imagine. Every last one? Probably. Okay. So you've got so to assume. You've got the keys to the place? Not yet. I don't start till next Tuesday. Oh, okay. Which Harvest Moon? On the Griffin Road. It's attached to USA. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so you're like right down the road from it. That's, that must be like a nice change of pace from where you used to work. I mean, where I used, where I still work is like five minutes further down the road. Oh, do they know? Yeah, I told them today. Oh, okay. I was, how'd they take it? <laughs> well, this is, so this is how I, I did it, right? I started with a joke and then I just went boom right into it. So I like, <laughs> so I go into my boss's office and I was like, hey, his name's Tom. He's a cool guy. Uh, I like is him. That Tom, I hate... that Tom Skackle? Yeah, I, I like him. I hate the job. Okay. So I go into his office and I was like, hey, hey, Tom, like, 
I gotta tell you something. And he's like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, no, like, I, got, I gotta talk to you. And he's like, everything all right? And I was like, yeah. So I, I turn the chair around and I sit down. <laughs> and I was like, there's no, there's no easy way to say this. And he's like, oh my God, like enough with the buildup. He's like, just tell me. <laughs> and I was like, like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. So I, I just got to say it and get it over with. And I was like, I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> and, uh, so he starts laughing and then I laughed and I was like, but in all seriousness, I was offered a job at Harvest Moon and I took it. And that's how that happened. So I mean, what did he say? No, he kind of knows that the parts life is not for me. Yep. Uh, and I told him I still wanted to work in the mornings and whatnot, and he was fine with that. That's cool. Whew, that's good. Could not approach, could, could not have uh, handled that any more professional. I know. <laughs> Uh, but so you get to keep your sweet deal so that you can soup up tell mikey what you just bought uh i bought a 2004 gmc savannah one ton uh that is a short bus used by the mount desert island ymca i love it how long is that thing short bus yeah, so I'm gonna, I don't know, give me some dimension. Was it eight feet long? Nine feet long? Gotta climb that, like 20 feet. It's not 20 feet. That'd be like a regular bus. No. I feel like 20 feet is like, my car, I feel, is like eight feet long. It's not. I promise you. I don't know. I feel like if I laid next to my car, you add like a couple more feet onto that, then it's it's eight feet. I think you measure things by your yeah. own body height. You know, well, I think I'm like, standard, no, a standard car is like eight feet long. Yeah, like I'm five eleven. I'm like six feet, almost. Eight or nine. Because yeah, I've seen your car, it's not eight feet long. It's it's your longer bus, than okay, I. Okay, so that bus has got to be like 12, 13 feet long, fourteen feet. Probably something like that. Um, but it's plenty of space to put like a bunch of shit in there. Yeah, like what's your plans for the inside? Take out all the seats. Um. See what I do with the flooring. Probably fake hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, propane stove with cupboards for dishes. A bed. Oh, that's all I have right now. You know what you should do? Where are you gonna shit? Uh, it's a movable bus, so anywhere I want. Okay. <clears throat> You know what you should do, Zach? Instead of putting down the fake hardwood floor, just get, like, that roll-out, like, fancy decorative flooring. Race car rug. Yeah. Wow. Or make it all shag. I was looking at one that was that had 
it was just a van, but it was shag carpet from wall to wall. Do it. And then get like the little like string dangly like uh like cotton balls hanging from the windows. The problem is that the dog will be in it, and if it's hardwood flooring, it'll be easier to clean. Mm. Um, who cares about cleaning? I do. Yeah, you're gonna if the dog shits in the you're gonna you're gonna smell it for sure. Yeah, I guess. But that's if like you don't like the smell of shit, so Chris, I'll tell you what, when you buy a bus, you can do whatever you want to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never buying a bus. I just bought the most expensive thing I think I've ever bought besides a card yesterday. I bought a camera. What is it? It's a Sony A6400. Oh my god. It is going to be great. You taking any pictures yet? I haven't got it yet. They're mailing it into Best Buy now. What's what? the first you picture you're you didn't take? even you didn't even buy a camera that's in stock? No, because it's so popular, you know, because <laughs> it's such a good camera. Like the Best Buy in Scarborough literally has like a hundred cameras just sitting there. And you yeah. told them that's not in stock. Yeah, I did. I bought the body and I'm gonna buy a lens when I'm there. What do you get for a lens? Uh, I don't know. Wait, you, you didn't you didn't buy one with a kit lens? No, I didn't. I'm getting a God. I'm getting a 50 millimeter lens. It's that's cheaper. That's all you're gonna have is a 50 mil lens. That's all I want, man. You need more than that. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. I. Oh wait, this is a Canon lens, but I'll say I will give you this, and it will be much more useful to you. It won't fit on the Sony. I know it won't fit. You could buy adapters, but like you run into problems with that. Mm. You need you need like a. I don't know. I don't know how Sony's thinks how they do it, but like a twenty-four to like seventy, something like that. No, I don't. Don't need a fifty. I'm good, man. I'm just gonna be. A, <laughs> I'm just gonna be taking pictures off of my porch of the birds. Then you definitely don't want a fifty. No, oh, I do. I do. How how long do you think you'll own the camera before you take a picture of your wiener? Thinking about it, I give myself twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing you're gonna shoot. Yeah, it's it's Bluetooth capable, so I can shoot it right to my phone, so I can send high quality dick pics to anybody I want. So be expecting that a ton of the time. <laughs> as long as it's high quality, I'll look at anything. Oh, it'll be a high quality dick pic. Can't picture, can't uh, promise that, you know, the subject will be as impressive as you were thinking, because I know what you guys are thinking. Wow, Chris, he must have a huge pecker. But Hung like a moose. I know. So um, I'm just saying, don't expect me to be, you know, dangling a 12-foot, you know, third leg right between my legs. But, um, you know, it's going to be a decent picture, either I way. Think, I think that's what girl's main problem is with dick pics is that like you know they're usually low light they're grainy the white balance is all off Mm. if you were to take a nice quality one you know maybe a nice shallow depth of field so that it really stands out in the frame follow the rule of thirds make sure it's not like all cockeyed off center contour it so that you really get the you really get the the where the shaft meets ball you know 
put like the the Sierra really X Pro filter on it on Instagram. Exactly. Save it. Save it to your phone, and then. Yeah, yeah I'll good take... ideas. Yeah, keep them coming. Run these. Run these. Uh, run these by Rachel, and um, see if that you know that would make the experience more pleasing. It would get get the female perspective on things. Yeah, 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 for sure. We'll have her on. We'll have her on next week as a guest to ask her. <laughs> so Rachel, <laughs> hot topic: dick pics. We'll have everyone what, on. What days do you have have, have off, Chris? Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to get a Tuesday or a Wednesday off, and I'm going to come to Portland so that you can take photos. And then I can just see. So that way, I want to be Wait, there. Wait, of your dick? No, no, no. I want to be there. I mean, either realize... way, like that's okay. He said he was willing to go full frontal, so <laughs> I'm willing. I want to be there when you see that 50 millimeters is not all you need. <laughs> oh, probably, but you know. I want to. I want to be there when that happens. For now, that's all I need, bud. Okay, and and here's the thing. Well, we need to get I, off this subject because it infuriates me. Hold on, hold on. Here's what I can do. I cannot pick the camera up. In <laughs> seven days, that money comes back to me. So I can go get the factory lens. If you think I need it. I truly believe <laughs> that you I don't know. more than a 50. Don't. I, Buy one on eBay. Buy a used one on eBay. It'll probably be cheaper, but like... I've looked. Nobody's selling them cheaper than what they're buying them in the store for. That's because lenses usually don't lose value, but... Yeah, Zach, I think you're wrong, but like, I'll trust you on this. I'll, 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 do, I'll play your little game here. <laughs> I know that you're not on the whole social media thing right now, but, uh, you know, my Instagram was blowing up yesterday. Uh, see this photo right here? Yeah, I took that photo. That photo has 54 likes on it. Come on, I th- bring that closer to the screen. I want to see that bad boy. Oh shit, your screen is cracked as fuck. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, even, that's not even the it best is. picture. That's not even the best picture though. You got 54 likes on that? Yeah, Chris. I think I know a little something about photography. I got 54 likes. Go to go to my go. To, can you go to my Instagram page, or is sure. it like semi deleted on there? I don't know how you semi-delete something, but... Well, like, I... I, I okay. No, is it's it on there? there. It's on yeah. there. Okay. Go to the picture with the orange tree on there. Is it the chapstick photo? No, that one I'm very proud of, though. That was one of the best moments of my life. Your tree got 73 likes. 73 likes. Show that one to Jake. Wow, you could almost say he knows more about photography. Oh, no. man. <laughs> I don't think you could, but... Wow. Very that's, orange tree. That's, like, superior photography by 19 likes. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at it this way. 72 likes to 292 followers. That's not a good ratio, bud. How many followers do you have? Uh, 265. So isn't that worse of a ratio? No, my ratio would be better. It's lower to lower. Chris is higher to higher. not as high. No, I feel what? like my ratio would still be better. Uh, <laughs> let's do the math here. Okay. Hold on. 
I got, I got, I got how many more likes than you? So let's, let's do okay. 292, 72 divided by 292 times 100. So let's say everyone that liked your photo follows you. That's 24% of your followers liked it, right? Okay, okay. 53. Zach, what did you get? 20%. So. Oh, oh that one hurts. Oh. It's oh, fine. Man. I'm going to I'm going to edit this out. I guess I'm... <laughs> 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 I just know more about cameras and photography, I guess. I like... guess so. I'm just going to give everything I own to you. <laughs> oh yeah by the way i figured out this week that i cannot write screenplays for shit oh my fucking gosh it is so hard how do you guys get through the full thing it's not hard it's so hard i'm sitting here trying to write anything like gotta literally be, anything gotta be prepared man like you i have an i have the, the you idea to get these two books man I have Zach's copy of that book. Yeah, he does. Read it. Do you have that? No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. Get it. Read it. You guys got that thing tabbed up. Yeah, man. That helps a lot. Maybe if you spent more time uh, working on a screenplay than looking at cameras you're never going to use, you might have one done by now. You know what? I guess you're right on that (laughs) front, but... um... I really wanted the camera. Hey, I hope you use it. I hope you find something that you truly enjoy. I know. Me too. Are you going to use it to film your stand-up comedy routines? Oh, I I don't think I'm done with the stand-up comedy thing. I don't want comedy to be ruined for me. Well, now would be the time to get into it. They're giving literally anyone a Netflix special. Oh, no, no. No, the time to get into it would have been like, 10 years ago. No, no, this is the time to get into it, man. I don't see it going... I don't see it blowing up any more than it currently is. It's blowing up, dude. It's blowing up, but I don't see it blowing up any more than it currently is. It's already blown up a lot, so you should get into it. No, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is that, I don't see dude, it blowing up at any this, more. At this wrestling event I went to a couple weeks ago, they had stand-up comedians there, and they were bad. Hold on. You never mentioned a wrestling event. Oh, I said it, buddy. You did? Oh yeah, I've been to three wrestling matches, three wrestling events now. Who are, are you wrestling? Are is that the end game? I'm not wrestling. I just enjoy watching people perpetrate violence in front of me. Do you stand up and shout? That's not real wrestling. Uh, no, I do not. Jump up, slap your thighs, land I, down in the attack position. I yell hey. up, jump, give him the chair. Give him the chair. The security guards take Jacob because he has his phone out trying to show people what wrestling is. And they're like, hey, you and your gay porn, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in wearing like the, the, the headdress with the things wrapped around his ears. And then he's like, this isn't real wrestling. You guys don't know. No, no, I have no interest in watching the quote unquote real wrestling. I am completely fine with watching the wrestling I have been watching. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's such an oh, entertaining yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan now. I've never been to a local wrestling match, but I've seen I've seen Raw. I've seen Monday Night Raw. Dude, it's pretty look fun for, live person. Look for... Um, <clears throat> shit, I forget what they're called. Dude, now. 
this the the event I went to on Saturday night with Rachel. There was an act where a girl got slammed onto a table and then pinned. Ooh, it was amazing. So Chris, look while you're down there, look for a wrestling group called the Main State Posse. Yeah, they wrestle in Portland all the time, and now uh, Amy's Amy's brother is in it. Oh, that's cool. Is he the real wrestling or the show wrestling? Uh, very show many. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, so go check it out. Here's it's a lot the of fun. real question. <clears throat> Who could kick whose ass? Could Amy kick his ass or could he kick Amy's ass? He does some crazy things. Because I feel like Amy may be stronger, but he's like... Got the agility. He flies in and out of a ring. Yeah, you got to be kind of brave to do that, I guess. I would say so. All right, Main State Posse. Duly noted. 24% Chris, 20% Zach. Duly noted. Check it out. It's really weird that whoever listened just heard that is going to have no idea what that means because it's going to be completely out of context. You know, I'm going to get back on Facebook and everything, and I'm going to promote this episode, and I'm going to put that in the promotion of the episode, just so people are aware. It will be archived audio that no one will ever hear. That's so sad. (laughs) And then you'll have no proof. That's so sad. Oh, shit. Oh, well. The satisfaction right. of me knowing is enough. All right, you guys want to get into this review of Mulholland Drive? I guess so. Should we do it? Might as well. It's All kind right. of while we're here. All right. Okay, so Mulholland Drive was written and directed by David Lynch, and it stars Naomi Watts, Gene um, Bates, Dan Birnbaum, Laura Herring, Robert Forster. And the plot synopsis is, After a car wreck on the winding Mulholland Drive renders a woman amnesic, she and a perky Hollywood hopeful search for clues and answers across Los Angeles in a twisting venture bent, uh, beyond dreams and reality. What did you guys think of Mulholland Drive? Chris? I have a feeling you guys already know what I thought on this movie. <sighs> I have an idea. Um, I I also have an idea of where it's going to go. It was very... I went into it with the idea that I wasn't going to understand an absolute thing. There was going to be a a loose plot structure that had a bunch of odd stuff put out throughout the film. And I was right. Wait, before you get into it, I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Does that stuff matter to you? Like, when you walk out of a film, do you have to have understood it to have enjoyed it? I mean, that depends. Like, if it's blatantly in your face, like, I'm okay if it's blatantly in my face that you're not going to understand any of this. But if it's something that's just, like, vague about it, and it's throwing this stuff in just because it can then I'm, I'm not really into that. But I definitely see that 
this is how he wants to do things. Because I've seen a couple episodes of Twin Peaks with Alyssa, and dude's just a weird guy. He is. He's a weird guy. Um, he's a he's a weird guy who doesn't care if you understand and is never going to explain it to you. And every single right to him to do so. Um, I personally, it's not a movie that I would ever repeat watch. If somebody, really, you don't if, think you would get? You don't see this seems like the type of movie that you would need to rewatch. If it, somebody was sitting there and they had Mulholland Drive playing, yes, I would watch it. But I wouldn't purposefully go out of my way to watch Mulholland Drive like a second or third or fourth time. Like maybe one of these days I'll be bored and I'll be like that and I'll go to watch it. But like that's not what I want to watch. Hmm. These aren't the kind of movies I want to watch personally. But I can respect people who want to watch them. I, I kind of understand that. This is the second time that I've seen it, and I will say it went down, but I still really enjoy it. I don't feel this is something I got more out of a second time around. I sort of think... I also, I don't... I don't know. Maybe what's clear to me is not clear to other people, or like... What I think is clear isn't actually clear, and I'm just reading into it more. But, like, this whole, like, oh, my God, I have absolutely no idea what happened. Like, that's something I just I just don't get about this movie. Like, that reaction to it, I just don't understand. Like, yeah. Well, so like, I get that a lot of it is open to interpretation, but in terms of, like, what I think he is very clearly hinting at, like, I have no issues, like, following that stuff, like, at all. How did you guys interpret it? Uh, it's it's about, like, Hollywood. It's about, like, big dreams that kind of crash around you. Yeah. And it's about I think what it also has to you do wanted with, like, your life to be versus how it turned out. Okay. I think a mix of that slash, like, uh, like, changes, like, the different people you play, like, the different personas you play of yourself in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Kind of really shines through in the last like twenty five minutes. Uh, it really shines through in like just like the last three minutes. Yeah, I think a lot of like the first bit of it. I think a lot of it's supposed to be. I think the point of it is kind of be like, okay, what is going on here? Like, what? Why am I watching? Like, why am I watching a a seven minute long sequence of them listening to um audio like tapes playing of a band like a people miming that they're singing these songs like what is the point of this and then i think at the very end is when it's supposed to be boom okay there it is that's why i watched all of that okay so the first time so this was a first time watch for me so a lot of some of it kind of was the imagery itself was sort of why am i like why am i seeing this right now um is there a meaning behind it am i just being messed with but i think in this case, Mulholland Drive, I think it is one of those things where the imagery isn't random. Like David Lynch isn't just throwing it in there for the sake of it. I think it all means something and plays I would, a part. I would argue that he never just puts something in there. Uh, he His images are in there for a reason, always, 100% of the time. Like just in his head or to serve a bigger purpose within the movie itself? 
I think to him, it serves some sort of purpose that he has worked out. And he will never tell you what it is. But, like, it is not just random. I don't think anyone makes movies, just throws in, oh, I'm just going to put that in there because I I want to. It has nothing to do with this movie. But I think if it's in there, it's it's, it's now. Even Mm -hmm. if it's not abundantly clear or ever becomes abundantly clear. I guess so. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I didn't not, and I didn't, I was able to sit, this is like a two hour and 35 minute movie. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say this time around, it's, it's too long. I, I sat there and I was able to stick with it. Like I, w- I was able to sit there and not get like disinterested to the point to where like I looked at my phone or like I went I had to pause it and go to the bathroom just to take a second away from it like I stuck Mm. with it from beginning middle and end it's just such a long movie dude for I mean I don't know maybe just because like I really enjoy David Lynch's work and I just enjoy sort of that dreamy like feel to his films you can kind of just sit with it and it just sort of washes over you, and maybe it makes sense, maybe it doesn't, maybe it evokes some sort of feeling. Um, so f- with this, it, to, it, to me, it kind of really came down to the ending. Um, a lot of the scenes I, that, you know, he that come earlier, some of them are like, incredibly long, and you start to think, you know, can some of this be cut? Um, is this too long? And I think it comes down to the ending. Like, so does it all come back together? And for me, I think it all does come back together really well. And it made it for overall a quite enjoyable experience for me on a first watch. I think you could still get there without it being as long. Maybe. And I mean, maybe you could make the argument that it's self-indulgent. But I think it just comes down to one of those things like, are you having a good time with it? Yeah. Cool. No problem. If you're not, then yeah, of course it's too long. Like it goes back to Under the Silver Lake talk. Which is clearly influenced by this movie. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, I'll give credit. The scenes that seem too long or, like, the stuff that feels like it's kind of out of place and shouldn't be there. Like, it was entertaining to watch. What did you think felt out of place? Um, <clears throat> the old people. Like, the old people at the end, the dumpster man <laughs> see like that's what i would say like when david lynch is doing his david lynch thing like when he's messing with you like not messing with you but like is putting things in there that make you go like okay why am i watching this that's when i think the movie is at its best it's sort of everything else that surrounds that that i was kind of like okay I, I feel like this could be trimmed up some it's like it's all the progressing of the plot that i felt like it just seems like, okay, we're just going through the motions now. But whenever he's doing his David Lynch thing, I always felt that stuff is tremendous. I thought it was, like I, like I said, I thought that part was all entertaining and stuff. It's just... Well, I think was... in terms of, like, the trash person, whoever you want to call them, I think they're, they're supposed to be the opposite of whoever the cowboy is supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I, I love the cowboy scene. I think that's one of yeah. my favorite scenes in the movie. I was more interested in the director's story than I was the uh, the women with amnesia story. Yeah, and like, I I don't know what it is, but I 
something about Naomi Watts's performance here. Like, I get that she's supposed to be this this new girl to LA, and like she has all these big hopes and dreams, and she's supposed to sort of be that like uh, not ditzy, but just sort of like has I think no it's idea. More, I think it's more like naive, like because she yeah. says that she's from Canada, where everybody's super nice and friendly, and you're accepting of others. That to go to here, where it's the complete opposite of that. I and think like it's like a, <clears throat> totally a fish out of water. That's yeah. the trope of the genre, but like, I don't know. I I don't think she's amazing, but she's fine. But in a way, it also kind of perfectly mirrors the other woman. Her name's supposed to be Diane Solway. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there is a there is the mirror image of each other there. Let's uh let's talk about the real star performance of this whole movie, um, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> That's true. His 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 cameo um, gave me a good chuckle. That's it, no way to treat your wife. I don't care what she's done to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very solid performance by him. Mm, very very very. I would say it's interesting to note that this was originally intended to be a television show. And so like this, he filmed this as a pilot. And the story goes that the executive of the TV network that it was supposed to be on, like watched his pilot at like five in the morning and hated it. So they didn't green light the show. And so like, it feels like there's a lot of loose ends, but that also could just be because it was meant to, be picked up elsewhere along the line yeah <clears throat> and so like he filmed an ending and made it his this movie like it just it looks like a tv show and like it doesn't look good in a lot of ways it does have this like a similar aesthetic and feel to twin peaks like a lot of it feels very twin peaks like this is the, that and only a couple episodes of Twin Peaks are the only David Lynch movies I've ever seen. So, I would say if you're going to watch David Lynch, I would watch Twin Peaks. Like that is his thing. That is his magnum opus of sorts. Like that is what he has dedicated most of his life to. And mm-hmm. well, Holland Drive is considered his best movie, which I don't, I truly don't understand. But I mean, people. I've heard. I've heard a lot of people say Blue Velvet. Is out there. It's one of his better movies. I love Blue Velvet. I love it more than Mulholland Drive. But like Mulholland Drive is on like the sight and sound list. It's on the AFI list. It's like his best movie. They say. I think. Well, I think Hollywood also likes movies about Hollywood. That's also true. So that helps out some. But this Which one is, movie doesn't particularly portray Hollywood in a very positive way. Mm, no, but... Were the executives telling you like who you have to have in your movie because of this reason and that reason? Most of which having to do with body image and looks. True. But it makes it just weird enough where it's so it's like, oh no, it's not about that at all. Yeah, what was that espresso thing? Just out of curiosity... Is that just a critique on executives or what? It might be. Like, there's 
he definitely has a lot of not so subtle jabs at the film industry, which he clearly is not a big fan of. Yeah. Where like literally like these executives are controlled by like a man in an isolated room who like just tells them what they have to do. And if he wants to be the director and make this movie, he has to work with this person. Jeez, man. But even still, it's still about Hollywood. Mm. It's about how it crushes you. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> who's the woman that plays um Rita? What's her name? Is that G- um? Is that Jean Bates? No. I don't remember. Oh, Laura Herring is her name. Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, I was not super crazy about her. I think she's better than Naomi Watts. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Now, how much do you also think the part of that is the 2001 aspect of it? You know, being 18 years old, obviously the film industry has come quite a long way since then. Has it? I think so. You in terms think... of acting? And just what was going on in Hollywood and what people were trying to mimic and do at the time? I think it's a lot right, different than now. Is... So this is technically film noir. So, like, they're trying to capture a very specific type of performance. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, I don't know. I don't think you would get a very good, like, film noir performance today. Why do you say that? Like, it sort of tries to capture, like, the actiness, I guess, of acting. Whereas, like, most movies that are put out today try to make you believe that it's real life. They want performances I'm... to be as real as possible, not as showy as possible. You could get a showy <laughs> performance today. I didn't say you can't. I just said that's not usually what people go for. No, but I think no. if you were making a noir, you would capture that. Yeah, you wouldn't see that in any other type of film. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing that you would hunt for in the casting process. <clears throat> what I'm saying is I don't know I don't know of anyone I can't think of anyone like capable of doing that today because the styles of acting have changed. Hmm. Like it, it like in the fifties and sixties it wasn't called film noir, they were just movies. <clears throat> so like I mean, that was just right. the style of the time. Kira Knightley could do it because she's already doing it in her regular films. That's just that's bad acting, but yeah. Yeah, but then right. you stick it in noir, and it's like brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bradley Cooper could do anything, so no, he can't. I wouldn't put it past him. No, he that's can't. True. He, he, he did pull off the complicated character Jackson Maine. It's true. Uh, while uh, while you're, directing. Yeah, you're so fucking ugly. <laughs> Dude, fuck you guys. That was great. I'm not saying anything about it. Oh yeah, sure. I love. <laughs> I like it. a star. I gave it a four. I, I really do. Yeah, but like I gave... it's on my top. Tw- it was in top twenty-five of the year. You will never convince me that like his performance is what's good about that movie. I mean, I'm not saying that's like the best part of the movie, but it's a good performance. Uh, Academy Award worthy? No. Okay, first off, you can't use that as a crutch to lean on when you want to and then shit on it every single other moment of the year. 
I can absolutely do whatever I damn well please. <laughs> I'm just saying it holds no merit. That's fine. Unless, unless it actually means something to you. It doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, shit. So here's a question for you. What do you guys think about the very opening sequence to Mulholland Drive? <clears throat> I thought that it was super cool. trippy. Cool. That super trippy dance sequence with the purple background. Oh, that's right. I thought that was actually kind of cool how they layered it. How like yeah. you had like the green that was just the outline, and then you had dancers behind that, but then you had like like probably like seven layers in front of that with just multiple more dancers going on. My favorite scene of the movie is when she wakes her up in the middle of the night and says, let's go somewhere. And then they go to that club and like that mm. sings like it's one of those. It's like a scene where you're like, what in the actual fuck am I watching? Like, why is this important? Like, what What is going on here? But like, I don't know. I can't answer that for you, but it's just mesmerizing to watch. So I got a thought. I got I got a thought about that scene. <clears throat> you want to hear it, Zach? No. All right. Chris, you want to hear it? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think one of the I think one of the things that play sort of in this movie is like uh, being in love with fake things. So I think what's interesting about that sequence is these women are tearing up over watching someone pretend that they're singing that beautifully. <clears throat> that makes sense with that yeah. woman up in like the the balcony there with like all the makeup and like the big old hairdo and then that guy with like the trombone or trumpet yeah i could see that i'm intrigued by that idea i like that more than what i was thinking because i mean there's also things where like um bet uh betty tells rita that she's in love with her but really she knows nothing about her because the woman doesn't even know anything about herself she has amnesia chris mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes 100 sense not to mention like when she's doing her audition tryout you know mm-hmm. like how everyone was so enthralled by their you know their fake little thing man i guess that's just the beauty of acting well, I would say that those two scenes, like, directly correspond with the very final shot of, like, when the woman is sitting on stage and she says silencio, sort of, like, putting a punctuation mark at the end of the sentence where, like, you're now, you're done with this. You've, you're finished this performance, and, like, the whole thing is sort of about performance, and mm-hmm. that is just recognizing <clears throat> that in something about performance, you have just finished watching all of these other performances. And like, so the the woman singing in the club is a performance. Her acting tryout is also a performance. Uh-huh. It's all coming together, Chris. All coming together. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not really... <clears throat> Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said earlier, Zach. Like, I didn't think it was all that confusing. There's only, like, certain imagery, like, here and there that's that I don't know, quite understand like, what it means. I think people get super caught up in that, and, like, it's not really the point. Like, yeah, I think if you look at it very like, basically, if you, if you were to it's Google, all there. Like, Mulholland Drive, 
there'd be so many YouTube videos of like Mulholland Drive ending explained, and it's like I think you don't need it explained to you. Like I felt like it's pretty self-evident, like sort of what he is telling you happened, or like conclusions you can draw from that. He might not be directly telling you, but I think you can sort of think about it and be like, okay, this is kind of what I think happened. Mm-hmm. And like, they free, like, no one understands Mulholland Drive. Like, no, like, there's certain imagery that you probably don't understand why it's there, but that doesn't mean you don't understand the movie. Sure. What did you guys draw from, like, that last sequence where roles were changed? To like from from them being the people who they are to Naomi Watts character becoming somebody else. See, I wouldn't argue that she became someone else. I would think in that moment you see who she actually is. Okay, I just wanted to be clear because that's exactly what I drew from it towards the end was that that she was I won't she was kind of like a figment of their of of uh, the amnesia's girl imaginations kinda. Where she goes back and this is the real story of what happened. That before part was just um, her running through the motions of processing. Um, that she literally just got into a car crash and something's wrong with her head. And then her going through the motions of what would happen after that. It's sort of like, that sort of touches on like what I was saying earlier. Like The film is commenting on... Like, how you wanted your life to turn out versus how it turned out. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think what you see for most of the movie is how Naomi Watts wanted her life to turn out. And it's, she goes, she moves to L.A., she gets an audition, she blows them away, they think she's great. But in reality, she's sitting in a diner across from a guy paying them for her to kill someone. (laughs) Because it ruined her relationship. And then, like, that's sort of what you see at the end. Like, expectation versus reality. Mm. Oh, man. Jake, you picked a doozy this week. Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. This was a good excuse. Mm. I will say, I don't see how you can like this movie and not like Under the Silver Lake, but that's fine. Those trash cans, man. Those fucking well, trash cans. I'm telling you, just get those off the street. They're not gonna be there. No, I've. I mean, I. I. I'll be honest. I fully intend on picking it up on Blu-ray when it comes out and watching it, giving it a retry. Hell, maybe we can even do a re-review. I'm still gonna love it. So that's my re-review. I'll definitely give it a try. I'm. No argument. No. No. Anyway, any, anybody else have anything else to say about Mulholland Drive? I do not. No, I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay. Um, star ratings on Mulholland Drive? I give it a four. Four and a half. It is a five for me. And the big question, does it go into the Film and Loathing Hall of Fame? My vote, of course, yes. Zach? <sighs> Pains me to do it, but yeah. Chris? 
It's a no for me, dog. Oh, I can't do Ooh. it. You were, I was Yikes. so sorry. I'm so, so I was so close to giving it the yes, but it's just so fucking long <laughs> for what kind of movie it is. If this is two hours and ten minutes, do you put it in? I would give it two two hours. Two hours I would put it in. Two hours you'd put it in. Okay. I can't get that extra ten, man. That's just <laughs> and I know that this is like completely ironic <laughs> considering I put up gangs in New York, which two it is it is 45. a bit ironic. It is a bit ironic. <clears throat> it's just it's just a lot for me to handle for two and a half hours. At least the plot of Gangs of New York is much more straightforward. Well, like, I, this one, this one, um, the sequences I did not, like, going into this with the idea in my head that I wasn't going to understand this, was it was a lot more interesting uh, to watch this one unfold than it was to watch Gangs of New York unfold. Would you say you going into it, thinking you would understand it, made you pay closer attention? Um, I wouldn't going into it with the idea that i wasn't going to understand it yeah like you you think i know this is a weird movie i know i'm probably not going to get it does that make you pay closer attention i wouldn't say it made me pay closer attention but it definitely helped me process the information that was coming at me better because i was more equipped to handle what was coming at me okay that's fair when the movie ended did you immediately google it and try to figure things out chris no, I'm okay not knowing. Okay. Good okay. for you. And that's all I have to say about Mulholland Drive. All right. <clears throat> well, you guys want to move on then and talk about some things that we watched this week? Let's do it. You Chris, guys did you watch that... Murder Mystery? No, I didn't. Not yet. It's what you waiting for? I, I was just very into... Um, uh, a cooking show this week. Really? Yeah. So I really, I really dove into that head first. New season of a uh, Chef's Table. So it was pretty exciting to see that unfold. Do you watch the new season of Black Mirror? I never. I I don't. I've never gotten the Black Mirror train. Oh, okay. Never interested me. The only. The only. This is all about Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I, the only show I've heard that's kind of weird that I've been meaning to watch is Westworld. Mm. That's the only one that I'm like semi-interested in. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Ma- <clears throat> Master Chef was good though? Or Chef's Table was good? Chef's Table was good. It's always good, dude. That's sh- That show is absolutely fantastic. Anybody who hasn't seen it should give it a try. At least, like, the second episode of the first season. Is Gordon Ramsay in it? Gordon Ramsay's not in it. I'm not watching it. But it's got Massimo Bertura in the second episode of the first season. Guess what? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I have the, no idea who that is. He's the best chef in the world. Is his name Gordon Ramsay? His name's not Gordon Ramsay. Uh, then I refuse to believe he's the best chef in the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess. <laughs> His name Guy Fieri. <laughs> Don't you dare start that shit with me. He's not taking us to Flavortown in this TV show. Oh, okay, here's the interesting thing about Guy Fieri, right? 
I've seen diners, drive-ins, and dives. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen quite a few of those episodes. <clears throat> I've never seen the man cook anything. Um, he doesn't in any of the shows that he's on. Like he's, he's on sit-on. He's, he's a renowned chef. I've never seen him cook anything. Maybe he's like the ultimate con guy. Or they just got a show where he just got him like to get paid to eat food. He looks like a con guy, to be <laughs> honest. Like he was strolling right? around like a like a carnival one day, and he saw somebody at a TV show filming something for Food Network, and then he was just walked by and was like, "Dang, this these fries right here are boom sauce." And then they're like, "Oh, this is the guy. This is the guy we want." We've been looking for someone with frosted tips, and we finally found him. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's still willing to pull that look off in the 2010s. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I did. I did watch a. I did watch another movie this week, though. I watched uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh, how was that? That was good. It was. I was a uh, wreck. Not the first one. Sorry, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, have you seen Ra- Wreck It Ralph? I have. I saw that. You, went against the theaters. Do you like Wreck It Ralph? It was good. It was good. Um, um, I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't uh, accessible to me in a streaming service. But yeah, I like it. Uh, okay. The second, the second one was okay. I thought that the only great scene in the movie was the one that they kept pounding down your throat all over Facebook and on uh, the commercial with like the princesses. I don't you know, think I ever. I don't think I ever saw the trailer for it. No. Well. There's the, the what happens is, is they go into the internet, hence Ralph breaks the internet, sure. and they meet these princesses who are like the Disney princesses because she goes to Disney.com, and then all the princesses are like, are you a princess? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, have you ever been enslaved? Have you ever you know been offered a poisonous apple? And then she's like, no, no, are you guys okay? And then all of a sudden it's like, do you have a big, strong man who can solve all your problems? She's like, yeah, what's up with that? And then... <laughs> That's like the only like great scene throughout the movie. Everything else is kind of expected. That's a great do, scene. Do you like um, as far as, as far as cartoons go? Yeah. A great do scene. you like John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, he's perfect. They could not have picked anybody better. Really? Nobody. Oh yeah. Here's a question for you. Mm. In my top fifty, no, I don't. Okay, I don't. Actually, I don't want to spoil it for Mikey. Should I consider it for my top fifty? I'll just ask that straight. No. Not. What if I wanted to mix in some animation? Still don't consider it? I still think there are better far things. better choices. Zach's going to be so pissed when I put Into the Spider-Verse on there. <laughs> I'm anticipating it already. It's going to go number like 23 and he's going to be like, fuck you. That high? No, he's going to put the great... Oh, Zach, shit. Zach's going the gray number one. The or, gray? Uh, not, not the gray. Fuck, what was that movie on Netflix? Hold the Dark? Hold the Dark, yeah. He's going to Hold the Dark. We'll see what happens. Number he's one. A, he's going to sneak First Man in there somehow, too. You are, huh? We'll see what happens. I might force it in there, too, maybe. This guy is locking his it's list gauze. down like a vault, dude. It's gauze. I'm telling anyone. He's like a vault, baby. Lockdown. I wish Hitch was in the 2010s. Hit? Hitch. 
Oh, yeah, dude. That's That was my favorite movie for the longest time. And then yeah, I is that it. one that you've seen 28 times? That is one I've seen 28 times. I've so seen it a lot. I've yeah. seen that movie a disgusting amount. It's embarrassing. I feel like it's, it's not, not embarrassing. That's like a great movie. That's that's a top five will that top three Will Smith movies all time. Really? Mm-hmm. Number think, one going Pursuit of Happiness. I am Legend number two. Uh no. After uh, Earth number two. Concussion. Concussion. Are you insane. What do you mean? Am I insane? You think that's the one of the best three Will Smith movies? Hitch. Oh yeah. No concussion. I mean, yeah, I really liked it. Okay. Here are four Bad Boys 2 Will Smith movies that are better than that Shark Tale. No. Bad Boys 2. Okay, I give that one. Men in Black. No. And iRobot. No, I did not like iRobot. I am legend better than Concussion. I've never even seen Concussion, and I know it's better. I'll give Men in Black 2 the edge on that one, but I don't know if I can go... Uh, Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West? Catchiest Will Smith theme song of all time. <laughs> but... uh, it's not catchier than Men in Black. Are you kidding Are me? You can... Wild What's Wild the Men West? In Black? What's the Men in Black theme song? Here, Here comes, comes Men in Black. Black. Oh, okay, okay. Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> I'm sorry, but sitting there, Wah Wah West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Riders. No, you don't want not a. No, that no, is I'm not the best. I'm not saying this. it's not fantastic, because it is. <laughs> but it's, it's not better than the Men in Black theme song. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I think if I had to listen to one on repeat for the rest of my life, I'd go Wah Wah West. Hmm. Okay. You would think Concussion is better than Ali? I haven't seen Ali, so I can't judge. You know what's better than Concussion? Hancock is better than Concussion. Shut up, dude. You're so wrong. <laughs> I bet Guy Ritchie's Aladdin is better than Concussion. You Go watch it in theaters then, and you let me know. <laughs> I might. I think Independence Day is better than Concussion. Okay, That's true, Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, that, that one is better. All right, but I still put. I'm still putting. Uh, I'm still putting hitch number three. Like that. That one doesn't move. So what's number one again? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, that's, okay. That's Will Smith's best movie. I see. And number two goes to. It's gonna be Independence Day. Men in Black's number two. Number three, Hitch. Number four, Independence Day. <laughs> no. <laughs> number five, The Legend of Bagger Vance. I saw that. I watched that one day. Can't remember if I liked it or not. It's about golf, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) Very forgettable movie. Yep. I know I've seen it. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happens. Seven seven pounds? Sad. Um, Actually, that movie is terrible. I hated it. it. It's a sad movie. It's not good, but it it is a very sad movie. It's bad. Collateral Beauty. Bad Boys 2 Will Smith is so much better than Hitch. No, Bad Boys 2 is number two. Like I said, said that one moved up. Hitch didn't move. Hitch is number three. Bad Boys 2 is number two. As long as Concussion is not there, that's all I care about. Concussion's out of the top three. It's got to be even out of the top five. 
Well, I think it is number five at this point because Independence Day became number four. Suicide Squad? No, that movie was terrible. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Y'all jokers must be crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once you hit me with that, I was done. All right, Zach, what did you watch this week? Uh, not a lot. Well, tell busy. me what tell me what you did. Well, for starters, I have a new philosophy on watching movies. Okay. I would say for the last two and a half years, it's very much been quantity over quality. Well, no more, sir. No more. From now on, it is quality over quantity. So if I only watch three in a week, I only watch three in a week, but I'm going to make sure that they're the best three movies that I could see that week. Okay. Chris, turn your thing (laughs) back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Drop some photo booth filter. Ah, You see the roller coaster behind me? Oh, guys, I'm at the Eiffel Tower. So, what were the quality films you watched this week, Zach? I watched a movie from 2014 directed by Joe Swanburn called Drinking Buddies. Mm. This is a rewatch for me. Uh, If anyone was even remotely interested in the types of movies that I like... We weren't. This is is it. Largely plotless. uh, Pretty much about nothing. And it's just about human relationships connections people have with each other can women be friends like can it be a platonic relationship or will there always be something more on one of their minds who knows but the movie explores that it explores people who are in committed relationships who maybe are in a bit of a rut who maybe have gotten too comfortable. It explores a newer relationship where maybe things just aren't meant to be. Maybe they're not working out. And then friendship, another relationship between coworkers and how close can you be with someone before there becomes feelings of something else? I don't know, but the movie tries to explore it. It's a very good movie. I think so. Five out of five. Five out of five banger. Wow. Okay. I would never have expected you to give that a five out of five. Jake Johnson is great in this movie. It it is. I really like this movie. Olivia Wilde is great. You're in a big Olivia Wilde kick. Anna Kendrick is great. Wait, never mind. I'm thinking of. I'm totally thinking of a different woman. Never mind. She was in her. Show some respect to the director of Booksmart. Yeah, I was totally thinking of um, of uh, Elizabeth Moss. I'm not a big Elizabeth Moss fan, but but there was a time you watched quite a few movies in a row that all had Elizabeth Moss in it. If by quite a few you mean two, yes. Uh, I actually do mean two. Yeah. That's a collection. 
It is a collection. One's well, Chris, you, two's a pair, three's a crowd. It's true. So my mother says. Hmm. Well, Chris, I watched a movie called Manglehorn, directed by David Gordon Green, stars Al Pacino, and my boy Harmony Corinne. It stars him. It stars yeah, him. Yeah, he's in it. He's hilarious. Um, but it stars Al Pacino as the titular character Manglehorn, and he plays a locksmith, which is an interesting choice for him, Chris. Mm-hmm. As the movie unfolds, and I'll tell it to, I'll tell you all about it. So the movie basically is this kind of follows Manglehorn, a day in the life of this guy who works as a locksmith. It gets into the relationship with him and his son. Um, it's not very good. There's, you know, a lot of talk, you know, that he wasn't really the best father. He never really wanted kids, but had a kid and did the best that he could. Um, there's a woman at a bank that he's interested in, but he can't really, he can't really. Uh, um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? He can't emote towards her, I suppose, because there's this woman that he lost from his past, and he spends all of his times writing letters to her, but he never sends them. And um, so as the movie unfolds, it essentially just is him coming to terms with things in his life. Um, um, like things happen throughout the movie that kind of put things in perspective for, like put things in perspective for him um so chris throughout the movie he's opening a lot of locks and at the end of the movie he opens the most important lock his heart (laughs) you cheesy fuck (laughs) no but i love it so harmony corinne's in and he plays this guy named uh i think his name's gary his name is gary his name is gary and he owns like a massage parlor and so the whole time like the thing is like uh manglehorn was his baseball coach um as a kid so he calls him coach all the time and he just says really insane things that it just sounds like a harmony korean character would play <laughs> there's this line where he's like he's like hey do you want to come out hang out at this guy's place he's like come hang out at my friend's place he's like he's mulatto and he just won the lotto what in the french dude um worth considering for a top 50 of the year of uh, the decade no i gave it a a five banger so it it might be it might come up there i'll add it on my uh my to watch list you should add add it to your to watch list because it has a scene with cat surgery that's pretty cool there's a cat surgery in it Procedural cat surgery. That's interesting. Do you see the surgery go down? Oh, yeah. It... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. If it was off camera, Chris, I wouldn't even bother telling you. I'm so oh, glad you guys are considering it like that. No, it's good. But there's also like this really interesting editing style where every time he's reading a letter, so every time he's writing a letter, he's like narrating it and telling you what, you know, what he's writing. And while that's happening, it's got this, like, really chaotic, like, editing style that's going all over the place that I thought was kind of a cool look to the movie. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it, because I'm not a fan of this movie. You didn't like it? What didn't you like about it? I mean, I loved Harmony Corinne in the movie, 
but the rest of it, it just seems. I don't know. It just it just doesn't seem like there's anything there. Like it seems like it, there wants to be, but it, there just isn't. Like I couldn't help but roll my eyes every time he writes a letter. I was just like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, get over it." Well, it just move seems on. like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely get like the the need to move. On. Are you talking about like the letters just sounded cheesy, or you just need to get past the letters in general? I just I hated the idea of someone who just writes letters. To a past lover. Like, I, I can't stand that idea. I don't know why. I just mm. hate it. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it's romantic, Zach. But she never gets them. So how? Because it's how he processes things, you know? Have you ever had heard of the idea? Because Oprah said it on her show once. Oh, it must be true. Writing a letter and then um, not sending it is a very stress-relieving uh, thing to do. Okay, but this the way it's presented in this movie is not <laughs> as, as stress-relief. It's presented as, oh, look how deep this character is. Look at all his complex emotions and thoughts. I don't think he's... I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. I think he's just more writing because he feels guilty. Get over yourself, David Gordon Green. All right? Don't Go fall. fucking sell out and make Halloween already. <laughs> he already did that. I don't know. I liked Manglehorn. I had I, I enjoyed Al Pacino's performance as Manglehorn. I had fun spending time with him as a character. I liked Al Pacino. I liked the idea of older people that have been in relationships in the past that have failed and they're trying to find a new one in an older age. I like that. But this whole like I'm a locksmith, but the real lock I need to unlock is inside me. And I write all these letters every day to a woman that hates me. <sighs> Fuck off, dude. Jeez, you've got some big resentments Jeez. against this movie. It, is, is, it could have been done well. Sounds like the guy who spent a lot of years writing letters to a past lover, right? <laughs> like, it gets to the end, right? It gets to the end of the movie, and I, I don't feel satisfied at all. Oh, you like this... You didn't like the scene with the mine? No. I'm gonna watch it and be the split. Check it out, I'll, dude. It's on it's on Netflix. I'll be the split vote between you two. I had fun. I don't know. Maybe it was just the mo- maybe it was just the moment. Maybe if I were to rewatch it right now, I think it's a piece of shit. Just had fun in the time, you know what I mean? Some things are just like that. It's already it's not on bad. my list. Like David Gordon Green is a very competent director, but like I don't know. It's just not for me. I feel like he probably he wouldn't want to be described as just competent. Like, competent I feel like... in the in the sense that like he knows what he's doing with a camera. Okay. And he knows how to edit well. Like this just screams like movie that did well at Sundance, but actually isn't very good. Alright, fair enough. I don't know. Everyone's got their own thing, you know what I'm saying? But if you enjoyed it, you, it's all that matters. You say tomato, I say tomato, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> what else you got for us, Chris? Um, I watched The Chef Show on Netflix. You already said that. No, yeah, that what was, else you got? That was Chef's Table. This is a different cooking show. Yeah, but they're, they're all the same. <laughs> they're you not can't tell me there's a difference. All the same. Unless you want to tell me about Action Bronson's cooking show, I, I don't want to hear it. No, but that is actually on my to-watch list because that dude looks like he has the best time. It's hilarious. 
Mm, I want to watch it so bad. It looks so freaking funny. He sits there and he's just like, he doesn't hold back. He's like, that's some good fucking shit. Like, that's some good fucking shit. I got the shit yeah, all the way dude, to he's, fucking Italy. He's a fucking rapper from the Bronx. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's a large white man who raps from the Bronx. I want to I wanna watch his show. Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember what it was, but like he has a guest on every week and they just watch like documentaries and shit. And then there's like a, a, a green screen behind him. The first episode was him and Tyler, the creator. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They yeah. all just like sit on a couch and just smoke the most weed. And then they just watch these documentaries about like aliens and shit. Dude, I, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. and he had Wiz Khalifa on there. Yeah. And he asked Wiz Khalifa how much weed he smokes in a day. And he said an ounce. In one day? In one day. That cannot be good for his lungs. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. It seems so hyperbolic. How could you possibly smoke that much? Do you think I, he, like, wakes up in the morning and being sober is now I mean, just like, a okay. existence for him at that point? Like, like, he's high so much that being sober must just be, like, excruciating. Like, I've heard of, like, blunts that have an eighth of weed in it, but to smoke eight of those in a day? Mm. Like. Unless, like, unless it's, like, him and he's, like, sharing it with all his friends that are just hanging out and he counts that. He's counting yeah. that as well. Like then five. maybe I could see, like. He's going through an ounce, but not smoking an ounce. You know, I don't know, crazy. man. Maybe he is. I'll have to hang out with Wiz Khalifa for a day, I guess, and see. <laughs> Him just, he's like, yeah, I think I just need a personal day. And he sits at home and just has his, an ounce of weed next to him. He's like, yeah, this should probably do me for the day. Like one blunt every three hours, assuming you didn't go to sleep. Dude, he's like ripped. Maybe it just doesn't affect him as much. Maybe I mean I mean he's probably gotten to a point where his tolerance is through the roof. Oh, dude, so that's, I don't know. So that's probably something. That's so much money. Wait, I mean I don't think that's really a big concern of his. Well, yeah. no, but like to me, a commoner knowing Plus, that. Plus, doesn't like, he have his own? He has his own strain, so he just gets it. They just give him that shit. He has his own strain. It's Kalipa, the only. It's the only. Kush, baby. KK. Weird. Crazy shit, man. I think he gets that shit for free, so. Dude he's got, got him made. He's got himself set up good, then. All right, so what else did you watch besides chef shows, Chris? If we're not, if we're talking cooking, if we're not talking cooking shows, I didn't really watch anything else this week. No? No. Zach, Zach you got anything? Uh, I got one more thing. Tell me about it. Well, I got two more, technically. Cool. Give me something. Yeah, I guess I got, I watched a couple things this week. You guys gotta talk with me here. I watched. I started watching this TV show called um, One Strange Rock. It's narrated or like presented by Will Smith. Oh, I've and seen some of that. It's just about like strange phenomena, like on Earth, kind of, I guess. But like the first, I've only seen the first episode. I watched last night, and it's about like breathing and like about how oxygen is produced and like how there's enough oxygen produced in like an hour in the rainforest for every human being on the planet to breathe 
but like that stuff isn't captured because it's in the rainforest and there's no one living there. It's just like some really crazy stuff. That is insane. It's very interesting. Very... It's not captured. It's not captured by humans. There's just like a pocket of oxygen just sitting there. Like there's just there's just so much oxygen produced because of all the trees, but like yeah. no one is breathing that oxygen. It's just going like up into the atmosphere. Interesting. So basically, what you're saying is we just need to put a giant like vacuum over the rainforest so it can suck the air, and then we can transfer that over to America. Well, it's very selfish of you to bring it to America. Well, I'm in America. Right, but in terms of global population, like, we have maybe one-fiftieth of the world's population here. Okay, bring it to India, because I feel like they would probably need it a whole lot. Yeah, clean air is a pretty big problem there. Yeah, bring it to India and China. Hmm. How (laughs) How many episodes of that have you watched? One. Oh, so that was, that was the first episode? Yeah. Dude, they they had this thing, too, where they're, they're talking about, like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, so, like, it shows, like, the ice caps moving and, like, them, like, grinding and, like, being basically just, like, sanded down. So, like, it'll be, like, cut in close and you can literally hear it. Like, you can hear the grinding of the ice caps. But then it cuts to a wide shot and like it just looks super still. Hmm. Like nothing is moving at all. It's crazy. I watched one with Rachel. I think it was about like volcanic activity and like some of the people that go out and study volcanoes. It was pretty interesting. Like they're like getting next to like just lava, just like pooling down the side of a hill and like getting next to it and like taking readings and stuff. Like, it looks super cool. Like, just seeing the lava flowing straight out of a volcano. It looks so suits? good. Because I think they... I think Is they it captured... Into the Inferno? Is that what you watched? The Herzog one? Me? Yeah. No. No, I'm talking about on this epi- on this show of Will Smith. With Will oh. Smith. There's an episode where they explore volcanoes. Like activity. I think it might be like the second or third episode. I can't remember. Are you sure you weren't watching that five second clip from Godzilla King of Monsters where that giant pterodactyl comes out of the volcano? It could have been that. I might be mistaking it for that. Okay. Because I've been thinking about that movie a lot recently. I just wanted to be sure before we continued. Um, anything else for you, Zach? You want me to go next? Save yeah, something? Okay. Um, well, I've been waiting for this for a couple weeks now. Finally got to pick up Toy Story on 4K, Chris. Mm. Interesting. Are you picking okay, this we, up, we can just, No. If the, price, if the price is right? Never. Um, so, in regards to Toy Story 4. Yeah. Does anyone actually even care that this movie's coming out? I feel like I I've seen I've seen nothing about anyone being excited about Toy Story Four. All I've I've i every single time I go on the internet I see some sort of article that's like Toy Story Four hundred percent on Rotten Tomato greatest wow, animated movie yeah Rotten Tomatoes owned well, by I'm Disney. Not surprised, crazy. I'm not surprised by that. Rating. That's all. That's all I ever see. I mean, 
this movie is kind of like cake to me. I don't necessarily ever want cake, but when it's given to me, I eat it. That's a very good example or analogy. I'm I'm glad that you're stepping outside of the box here and then uh, using that one. It's no, not as I'm good gonna... as my Skyrim analogy, but you know I'll give credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah, I would say Toy Story is kind of like if the Flash and Superman had a foot race. <laughs> if you listen to my argument, you would understand. I listen to it, and it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Anyways, um, I was fine with Toy Story 1. I liked Toy Story 1 a lot when I was a kid. It looks beautiful on 4K, by the way. Fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't like, doubt um, that for a second. Like, amazing. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a second. Um, and then I was okay with the second one. But once you got into third one territory, I was like, okay. I can only listen to Tom Hanks and Tim Allen go at it so many more times before it's not cool anymore. I'll definitely go to be seeing Toy Story 4. I already plan on picking up 2 and 3 tomorrow on 4K to watch them to go see the 4th this weekend. I think Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1. They very well could be. I'll let you know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save Toy Story. You know what? Actually, I'm not going to talk about Toy Story because I'm going to come back when I've seen all four of them. I'm you gonna do, oh, no. do a whole little thing. You find yourself wanting to watch all th- the first three before you go see the fourth. It's been a long time Usually. since I watched them. I gotta justify buying them on 4K. <laughs> That's the real reason. <laughs> That's more of the reason. I would just. I mean, I didn't rewatch Godzilla before King of the Monsters, uh-huh. but it's like I'm gonna buy these on 4K, so I, they can't just sit there on the shelf. They're fucking mm. 29.99 right now, Chris. <laughs> fair enough dude fair enough oh my gosh so i'm not gonna talk about that i'll talk about i watched a movie directed by ingmar bergman 1966 film i'm pretty sure heavy influence on maholland drive it's called persona and it's about an actress who all of a sudden one day comes sort of face to face with the reality of life and as sort of like a protest against everything she chooses to not speak and people just you know all these doctors and psychiatrists think if you just let her ride it out it'll be over but they send a nurse with her to go live at this cabin out in the lake and just think hey maybe step away from society have a little help uh, maybe it'll, you know, it'll bring you back. You can process what you need to, and then you can come back to reality. Um, and as the women start hanging out in the cabin on the lake, or I think it's more the ocean, um, sort of their personalities sort of start to overlap. I think you kind of get into Mulholland Drive territory um, with the um, sort of expectation versus reality, where um, the the nurse character really admires the nurse or sorry really admires the actress and wishes that she could live a life like hers but admits that she has faults and she has flaws it can never be as strong as her um and as the movie goes on there'll be things where she'll start talking about herself and then she'll be like wait a second that's not me that's you so there sort of becomes this blend in personality and it's quite an interesting um 
quite interesting little watch. It's only like an hour and 30 minutes. Um, Is it on a streaming service? It's on the Criterion channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but a I'll lot like... i Criterion copy of it, Chris. I'm good on Criterion movies, guys. Um... All respect to them, but they're thirty bucks a piece. I'm 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 good. So you get to go away for the half off sale. When's or the half off? Used. Or buy them used. Well, follow them on Instagram, and then as soon as they have a half off sale, you'll know. That's how I found out about the last one. Really? Yeah. How much is the streaming service? It's nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. No, a day. I don't know if they do it on a <laughs> weekly thing or like an annual thing. What? what? Wait, hold up. I'm a charter. Ma- I signed up before. It might be 10.99 now. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. 9.99 in. 10.99 out. As soon as you get to the... But the only way you can get the app is through Amazon Fire, Roku, Apple TV. I can't just download it on my phone? No. No. These I had guys, it on. Are these guys I had pretentious? Like, Is that what you guys are telling me? They're too good for the normal public? Well, they don't have the money or the resources to make this like a Psst. an Apple Store thing. Psst. Money. Who so I had to it? pick. So I had to pick up a Roku this week. Which is actually pretty sick. I'm actually kind of pumped about it. Because Hulu on my Xbox looks fucking terrible. <laughs> but then Hulu on the Roku looks amazing. That probably like, has more to do with your internet than the Xbox. Why would that, why would that have a thing? Because I get Netflix HDR, but I don't get Hulu. Everything else comes in 4K except Hulu. But then I put it on the Roku and everything comes in fine. Uh, but they're both. It's, it's not an Xbox problem, bud. I don't think I didn't say it was an Xbox problem. I think it has to do with Microsoft's version of the app. Mm, because unlikely. when I had because when I had a PlayStation Four and I had Hulu, same internet, it came in fine. I don't think it's Microsoft. All I'm saying, or it has something to do with the television, like the what what Hulu outputs as is not registered by my tv for like for the xbox like because when i get it on the roku it's fine you know what jake you keep doing you don't listen to this dickwad <laughs> no i want him to explain it to me i'm actually curious like why there's a difference uh it could be a bandwidth thing um so let's see okay yeah well I guess it could be because Roku's plugged in right to the TV. Okay, so but why would why would Hulu's bandwidth be all fucked, but not Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO Now? Maybe they require different amounts. Or Vudu. Yeah, or the or the codec that Hulu uses. Does Hulu come and find on your Xbox? Yes. Huh. Mine's a little glitchy sometimes. Hmm. Well. I got the Roku. Wasn't that much. How much is a Roku? Forty bucks. Oh, it's not bad. And you can get so everything comes in four K. Plus you get the Roku the Roku channel, which has I think it's like essentially their like cable package, but it's like free. I think you get live T V on it for some things. What do you get? 
there's different movies. I haven't explored too much into it, but I just saw that there was live TV. Hmm. Hmm. Chris Roku. He's got to watch The Big Bang Theory. I want the 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 Home Goods Channel or the. Uh, yeah, whatever it's called, the home channel. HGTV. HGTV. Go to watch people buy tiny houses. Yeah, dude, tiny houses. I have been shown the way. They are pretty sick. I agree, but like, when you watch that and they're like, "Yeah, we want a tiny house," and our budget's like two hundred thousand dollars, you're like, kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah, at that point, I just rather get like a really nice RV so I can drive it around. I think you could get a really nice RV for less than two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but just imagine, just imagine the quality of RV you could get with two hundred thousand dollars. If like that your is point is to live minimally, like spending two hundred thousand dollars on an RV, like isn't really beneficial. No, no, I'm not saying it aligns in the same way. I'm just saying, like, imagine the quality of RV you could get with two hundred thousand dollars. Imagine the quality of an RV you could get for like sixty thousand dollars, and then still have a hundred forty thousand dollars left. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Like, like the thing is, is that I get, I get your argument, but just think about it. You could probably get like one with a hot tub in it. Again, it sounds more like you want like a house, <laughs> <laughs> not something on wheels. Yeah, but like, I want a mobile home. Why don't you just get, like, an actual house and then just buy an 18-wheeler? And then you can just, like, transport it that way. I just get, uh, put it right on it and hook it right up so I can live on the little stilts. I wouldn't even need to put it down or anything. That'd be kind of have You could have a house and it could be mobile. It's the best of both worlds. (laughs) That sounds like a pretty good idea, Zach, now that you mention it. All right, guys. You in? No. Buying an 18-wheeler and a mobile home? <laughs> no, you're buying a regular home and an 18-wheeler. The 18-wheeler like, makes it mobile. Okay, in like 10 years from now, when we're still doing this, episode number like 730, can we get a big 18 RV and just roam around the country doing a mobile tour? A tour of what? The United States, where we're just recording on the road? Could. Could do it in the bus. That'd How would fun. we get internet? We wouldn't need internet if we're in the same thing, dummy. Well, we need to post it. That's, we go to Starbucks. We just we'll upload it. You just pull up someplace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pull up in our 18-wheeler with our house attached to the back. Just like, hold on, guys. We seem to be here for like 15 minutes. Well, I thought it was an RV, not an 18-wheeler with a house on it. I mean, it was an RV until Zach said 18-wheeler with a house attached to the back, and then I got lashed onto that idea. Because oh, yeah, you're like, well, I want an RV, but it has to have a hot tub. And it would also be really cool if it had like an upstairs and a downstairs so that like I could have a TV room. And then actually what I actually want is a house. It would actually be kind of nice if I had like a yard too <laughs> with like a place for a garden and some flowers or something. So yeah, a house. Yeah, pretty pretty much a house. Did you watch anything else this week, Zach? I did. What'd you get? What'd you got? I watched... I don't know what the full title is. Uh, it's this documentary on Netflix called Minimalism. Oh, I've seen that. 
Um, it sort of just encapsulates a lot of what I've been thinking about recently. And not like, not that it's a bad thing to have stuff, but I now believe that the things that I have should have some sort of utility and value to them. Just consuming goods and like just stacking up physical things is not a good way to live. Does that mean you're done buying Blu-rays? 4Ks? For now. Yeah. Really? Not buying anything. You going digital? No. So you're just going to watch through what you've got? Well, in a sense, I've been digital for a long time because that's most of what I watch. There's things that I get digitally to catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, Netflix and Hulu. Oh, oh. Uh, but I don't think the documentary is super convincing one way or another. Mm. But, like, I will say that it's not focused enough. Like, it's it has a similar problem that Knock Down the House has, where, like, most of it focuses on this one person, but then there's just it just derails at various points to go talk about something else. And it's like that it, a lot of that stuff didn't work. So it's like there are people that you meet in this movie that will tell you like you spend like two minutes with them and they just tell you one snippet of information and then you never see them again. And like, sure, that thing that they tell you is interesting, but like they never come back into the movie. So obviously it's not that important. It's really just like, hey, look, these people say things that prove our point. So that's what we're going to show you. Mm. Classic documentary. That's my big issue with it. This was a couple years old now, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, interesting to see, like, it's like the guy, him and his, like, friend started a group, like, they're called, like, the Minimalists, and they just travel around, they just talk about, like, the books that they write or whatever. Like, there's a lot of stuff, like, inside their apartments, and, like, that stuff's kind of funny, because it's, like, it's literally, like, one chair, and, like, one side table and like in a lamp and the rest of the room is just bare <laughs> and so like it's kind of a funny image do they have a bed yeah they have a bed like like it's not that like they're trying to get rid of all their stuff it's like the stuff that they have has a purpose okay. so like they have a bed but they don't have a closet full of clothes they have like seven shirts instead of 50 good for them Christine, you say at one point in time that you were a minimalist. I didn't say I was a minimalist. I said uh, I am approaching the idea. How long have you been approaching the idea? Well, I'm pretty sure I only have like seven things. I think you have more than that. I've got a, a laptop, a mic. I don't even have a TV anymore since mine broke. You bought a camera before you bought a TV? No, oh, Alyssa has a TV. Thought oh, you were getting okay. a new 4K TV. I was, but I decided not to because my TV works just fine. Oh, you don't want to join the revolution? It's a very no. minimalist idea. Well, you see? <laughs> I'm, you see, like, I'm approaching the idea. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I've got some plates. I've got some plates in, like, a cup. 
chips and stuff. Got some meat in the freezer. Does that count? No. Do these guys have fridges? I, what, who do you think they are? Like, I don't know. Am, I, they're not Amish. They're just like, they just try to live with less. But not yeah. even less, just like less than the average person. With the idea being that the average person has too much. Let's just say this. The amount of stuff I have, I could throw it in my car right now and leave with all of my stuff besides my bicycle. Why wouldn't you bring your bicycle? Well, I can't fit it in my car. Strap it to the roof. Right, okay, fine. Then I could get all of my stuff right now, pack it in my car, and leave if I wanted to. So, like, the idea would be like, let's say you have 19 shirts, uh-huh. but realistically you only wear like 8 of them. Why do you need 19? It, it, it raises a fair question. I, I probably have... 20 shirts but I only wear I wear probably 12 of my shirts but I think I think the movie is the most convincing when it shows you like Black Friday footage and it's like people literally beating the shit out of each other to get like a blender and you're like is this, is this really like what we've come to as a society like Yes, Those it are is. The days. is this really like what is important? I haven't seen anybody beat the shit out of each other on Black Friday in like a long time. Like, what happened to that? Like, there's there's some pretty like interesting things that they talk about. Where like it says like there's like a neuroscientist on there. His name's Sam Harris. Like, he's an interesting guy. Uh, don't publicly talk about how you like Sam Harris because he's labeled as alt right, but he couldn't be further from alt right. But like but he couldn't be further, so he is all right. No, he could not be further from the all right. So he's alt left. No, it's like it's like one of those people that like is labeled alt right just because they say things that very progressive people don't agree with. Okay, does that make sense? Like you, you, you obviously <laughs> like I say that, and someone must come to mind. No. No. I'm I'm not really thinking right now. Well, that's fine. I guess we'll just cancel this mental exercise. Anyways. <laughs> he's talking about, like, the idea of money buying happiness. And he's talking about, like, there is... It, that is true to an extent. And, like, the figure is, like, 70000 If you like If you made 70000 a year, like, you would make enough to live comfortably. And, like, the stress of not having any money would make you happier. So in a sense, money did buy you that happiness. But anything anything after seventy thousand, there's no gain in happiness just in money. Which I found to be an interesting idea. I feel yeah. like I've seen something along those lines before. Some sort of study. Very it's interesting. interesting. Overall, you like the documentary? Yeah, I don't think it's—I don't think it swayed me one way or the other, but it was interesting to see a different way of life than my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, I talked about. Let me see here. Uh, watched another Criterion Channel film. 
this is from 1957, directed by Stanley Kubrick, uh, starring a very young Kirk Douglas. It's Paths of Glory. And <clears throat> have you heard of this one, Chris? I never have heard of this one. You big Kirk Douglas fan? I don't even know who Kirk Douglas is. He played in... Let's see, what would it be a movie you know? I don't know. Probably nothing. I'm Googling him right now. Anyways, so it's set in World War One, And basically the movie is just sort of about the ridiculousness of war and like the insanity of it all. Uh, Spartacus. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I'm Spartacus. Um, so anyways, it's about a it's about a general who goes to his colonel and says that he wants him to take this German bunker. And everyone along the way tells this general that it's impossible. The Germans have too many men. The French are out. No, like they it's supposed to be the French army. Like they're low on morale. They're tired. They're exhausted. They can't possibly take this bunker. But the general forces them to. And when the men retreat and do not put up what, in his opinion, a good fight, he decides to try three separate men from the different regiments of the first line for war crimes, uh, being cowardice in the face of the enemy. So it's an interesting look on just sort of um, the insanity of war, where if you, you know, if you were to rush these German forces, you would die. But if you don't force them and you decide to stay back, you can be tried for cowardice in front of like cowardice in front of the enemy, which is punishable by a firing squad. Um, and Kirk Douglas's character in the movie brings up like kind of brings up some of these points and points out some of the ridiculousness of it. Um, but a lot of the people are so stuck in their ways. <clears throat> and like stuck in the way things are done in the army that they ignore it all and still go through with it anyways. Sorry to spoil it for you. <clears throat> well, but it's this, quite... this is a spoiler-friendly conversation. This movie did come out in 1957. That's true. Uh, no, but it's really it's really good. I mean, it's a much different feeling for like Stanley Kubrick. It's much different than The Shining or 2001: A Space Odyssey. Um. Shot in black, shot in black and white, but there are some, there are some like flares that kind of stand out a little bit. Like there's some great tracking shots through the trenches, and you can just see the men and they're, they're cold, they're tired, there's mud everywhere, they're exhausted. Some of them are shell shocked, and you just get these great takes down the trenches, and it's pretty cool. Um, and I mean, even the scene where they rush the bunker, um, and they're like crawling through fences and going through different holes, and there's explosions going everywhere. Um, some of the stuff was quite entertaining, quite exciting. And I really enjoyed Paths of Glory. Sweet. Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth a check. It's very easy to get through, too. It's only like an hour and a half. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. What? Oh, I, no, I didn't say anything. Zach, anything else for you? That was it. Um... I guess I'll quickly mention then I watched the original Wicker Man from 1973 starring uh, – directed by Robin Hardy. 
and it stars Christopher Lee in it as the Lord of Samurai. Um, I didn't know. I don't know anything about the Wicker Man story really. I only know that there's a insane Nicolas Cage version that's considered, or that people like because it's in it's so bad that it's hilarious type of thing, much like The Room. Um, this one, it, I've never seen the Nicolas Cage one, but this one is quite interesting. Um, it's about a police detective who is investigating the disappearance of a young girl and he receives an anonymous letter that brings him to summer isle which is sort of this providence off scotland maybe i can't remember um but as he starts to investigate the island he starts to see that there's you know some of the way that they do things are not how his christian views would do things chris <clears throat> uh-huh um, and a lot of the island or the island is founded on sort of pagan um, mythology. So there's a lot of a lot of naked women in it. A lot of naked women. Wild. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty it's it's some of the scenes are kind of comical only because it seems it's a little dated. Um, so it just kind of feels goofy. Um, but what I thought was interesting reading about it afterwards was that a lot of people consider this the Citizen Kane of horror films, which I find to be an interesting comparison. Because I didn't, because like it's I don't know maybe it's maybe it's hard to just put myself in that 1973 mentality like when this was coming out. Because um, I'm sure you guys know how it ends, of course, with the guy being burned inside the lar- the wooden wicker man. So I mean, like I get, I can see at the time how that would be pretty shocking and kind of insane. Like I don't know when The Exorcist came out. Must have been around that After time. That. After that, okay. So I'm sure like that imagery was quite shocking for the time. But of course today it doesn't hold a candle to anything. I mean, hell, there are more insane scenes in Don't Breathe than in The Wicker Man. <laughs> but. Um, but I think oh, and it's also an interesting thing, which I don't think I've seen really in a horror film where there's a lot of singing involved. And some of the singing is not necessarily meant to be ominous or terrifying. Like they're just singing about everyday things. It's it's an interesting contrast to have that with also the sort of the horror vibe that's going on in the background. But it's interesting to see a very young Christopher Lee. And... What's funny was Rachel and I actually looked up Christopher Lee from when he played Dracula, and that was back in the 50s. And this dude literally has not aged in the 20-year gap between Dracula and the Wicker Man. Really? It's insane. Look it up. Check, look it out sometime. It's interesting. Um, and I think that does it for me. I'm going to save Toy Story until I've watched all of them. Um, but that's good for me. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Need to bring up? Um, I will briefly mention. So, if you were to subscribe to my YouTube channel, you would find, I think, three videos. All of them about four months apart. But, there's a new video up there. Which is basically just 
GoPro footage that I edited of my climb of Champlain Mountain. It's not that thrilling. But what there will be soon, probably next week, is episode one of a documentary miniseries that I am starting where you can see the transformation from YMCA school bus to sex rolls party bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sex bus. Everything will be documented. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be very procedural. It's going to be... Here's the thing. I watch, like, vloggers on YouTube, but it's mainly because a lot of them do, like, photography tutorials and, like, Lightroom stuff. And, like, I find that stuff to be useful. In terms of actual, like, vlogging, I, I do not care what other people are doing in their day. But, like, I like that style of... Like, in, I think if you watch documentary, like, if you watch a lot of them, you understand that, like, the one thing that you're not acknowledging is that a camera is following you. But in a vlog, like, it's very, like, you are acknowledging that. You're talking directly to it. So mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, that style, but you're not going to watch what I do, like, every day. You're watching a very specific thing that I'm documenting. Mm-hmm. I like it. So it's, like... I do talk to the camera, but it's not like a, hey, I'm walking down the street to get coffee. Let's see what I do today. It's like a, no, like we're starting this process. This is what you're going to be seeing. Do that, though, Zach. No, I have no interest in doing that. I want to watch you order a cup of coffee. I honestly, hey, if that's how you make your living, like if that works for you and you do that, more power to you. But like. I don't feel my life is that interesting where anyone would want to watch what happens to me. Fair enough. I kind of feel the same way. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe you... But I'll definitely first... watch you tear apart a bus and then rebuild it. Yeah. I'll definitely watch well, that. Sure. Episode, episode one to preface is me finding the bus, going down to look at the bus driving the bus back. Episode 2 will be me taking the seats out. Ooh, I like that. Have you decided what you're going to decal the outside with? Uh, I think I'm going to paint it candy apple green. Mm. Nice, dude. You're going to put any any, wording on it? Or just straight up candy apple green bus? I haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll write something something like that on the side, yeah. Do you have a first trip planned out? Uh, Colorado next May. Really? That's your first trip in it? I, I would like it to be if it's ready. Oh, shit, that'd be cool. What, what? But there's a lot nice. of work to do. Oh, I forgot to mention that one of my big exciting things, I found a new apartment. going to be moving soon. Ooh. All kinds of big changes coming down the pipeline. New jobs, new bus, new apartment, and uh, Chris still does the same thing. And Chris can't figure out a screenplay. What, what? And Chris <laughs> has no idea what day he's scheduled to work or not, so stay we tuned. Live a, we live in a rough world, guys. Will I make it till tomorrow? That's the real question. It is the real question. There's no way of knowing. 
All right. Well, thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mikey, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we'll be coming back next week with, what are we doing, Child's Play? Child's Play. Is that what we're doing? Chris, is that what we're doing? Sure. You got some notes. You got some notes. You better say it right now. I you did. Lo- you refused to do Toy Story 4. I did, and if this is the consequence, I'm willing to live with that consequence. So, right. Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually like it. Have you seen the original? No. I never never found the concept scary. I don't think it's, it's not really trying to be. But it's fine. Well, I mean, it's labeled as a horror. I just figured horror would make is it me... Is more of so a horror comedy? So is Shaun of the, the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's considered... I actually got genuinely scared at Shaun of the Dead in a couple moments. Lega horror, bud. Alright, yeah. well, I'll watch the original, and then I'll watch this one. But I'm not watching, like, Chucky 6, you know. Did you watch Bride of Chucky? That's a good one. I don't know, man. There's <laughs> a lot of fucking Chuckies. Really. Come back. That's me. Come back next week to hear Chris whine and complain about child's play. I'm just gonna whine and complain. That's gonna be my thing for the rest of this podcast. Oh, now that's and... your thing. What about yeah. the last 31 episodes? <laughs> I'm gonna whine and complain about every single episode. <laughs> it's true. He did love King of the Monsters. I did. And gangs of and gangs of New York. And gangs of New York. Listen, hold on. In the gonna... beach bum. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through all of. Uh, oh, did you guys pick up sets. the? Did you guys pick up the Beach Bum on Blu-ray, by the way? No. Oh, that's right. Zach's not buying Blu-rays. Nope. Chris, you gotta pick that up, huh? I don't buy. I I don't buy Blu-rays. Why not? I don't buy movies. Why? I don't know. I'm a. I'm a minimalist. I guess you could say. If it doesn't serve a purpose, I Wait, won't get it. No, I'm not. But. I don't know. I just don't buy movies. See, I will. You're, you're, like... you're mocking it, Chris. But think about it. Oh, I'm not think about it. it. Think about it from an environmental standpoint, right? No, no. It's it's fantastic. the The idea of minimalism is absolutely fantastic for for some people over others, um, even for just everybody in general. But it's not something that I want to practice as intensely as these two guys. I don't think you have to be intense. I don't think they're that intense about it. Then you walk kind of like house, they have a chair, a table, a lamp, and a bed. Yeah, but think about it. Like, think about all the the stuff that's hanging on your walls. Like, how useful is that? It's not. It just makes. And there me, you go. It makes me feel comfortable when I listen. You saw my bedroom when I lived over in Hamden. It was disgusting. I had one poster on the wall. Yeah, one poster on the wall, but every pair of clothing that you owned was on the floor. So, like, in a way, it that eventually. It eventually got put into a basket. Oh, hey, will you hand me my Legos on the top shelf of the closet? <laughs> yeah, I got rid of the Legos. I sold those. Is that an actual quote from Chris? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got a Legos for Christmas when I was 20 years old. Right on. What was it? It was just a Lego set. I built tons of shit with it. I made a llama. Did you get a pirate? Would you get a Pirates of the Caribbean set? <laughs> no, but that would have been tight. <laughs> I would have gladly have built some stuff with that. No, it was just like regular Legos. I got tires with it though, so I made a car once. Okay. Mm, cool. That was cool. that was kind of nice. Very cool. Very cool. Do you still do Legos now? 
No, I sold them. Bullshit. I bet you got Legos all over your living room floor. You saw, you saw <laughs> is tripping all over them. Oh, man. No, I don't have the Fushigi. I just... <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I didn't even sell that. Like, I lost that. I kind of missed that thing. How that did you cool. lose a big ball of, like, lead? I don't know, man. <laughs> I I just got lost in the lost in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. You know, is this, one, is this one big long trick you're pulling off right now? Yeah, this is well, a long con. You guys haven't <laughs> seen it, but I've actually been fushiging this whole entire episode. I've been playing. I'm playing with it right now. The long con, you dirty dog, you. I just got rid of my devil sticks, though. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Are you still trying to learn how to whittle? Yeah, I still have my uh, my wood and my whittle, whittle, little whittling knife. <laughs> <laughs> my whittle, whittling knife. Mm, I still have, have that. Have you not practiced in a while? It's something that I fall into every once in a while. See, um, sometimes I think I act impulsively and, like, I do things that I, like, don't follow through with, like... Oh, I really think it would be a cool idea to do this. I'm going to go do that. And then I, I get like halfway through and then I just stop doing it. And then I think to myself, oh, wait, Chris actually thinks he's going to learn how to whittle wood. <laughs> okay. Dude, I'll learn to whittle. Little do you know. I'm going to get to like. Whittle do you know. Whittle do we know. Yeah. <laughs> right now, it may not be. I may not be super skilled, but if this hobby continues. Are you skilled at any level, at any sort of level? <laughs> I can do some things. I made a little sword. Uh, may actually have it around here. <laughs> Come on, I have it. I'll show it to you. Hold on. Uh, let's close this out. Pixar didn't happen. Did you find it? Oh shit. That's like yeah. not. That's not too bad, right? Like it's, it's not great. Not. I think you're okay. right, Chris. You do not. You are not super skilled at that. <laughs> oh, and I also have this bad boy. Um, a giant rubber band ball. What? <laughs> and this I have been working on. I only on. have like seven things. But I have a rubber band ball and a piece of wood that I whittled down to a sword. Yeah, that's like two of my seven things. Like I... I have these two things, a bike, an Xbox, and, like... <laughs> What's at the center of that rubber band ball? Um, it's, um, you remember the little, you know the, the little rubber bands that come around asparagus when you buy a bunch of asparagus? Yeah. It's just a couple of those balled up with one another. And then you just put rubber bands all around that? You just kept going, rubber band, 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 you know, like Christmas time. I used to get rubber bands in my stocking and I'd go band, 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 Why would band. you get rubber bands in your stocking? Because we had a rubber band ball. I think that's worse than Cole. This is a family thing? Well, it was me. Oh, okay. Every, everybody got rubber bands, but I was the one who actually put them on the ball. Like we used to sit that's there. That's what I'm saying. Why did everybody get rubber bands? So that I could put them on the rubber band ball. But why did everybody else get them? Was it also to put on the rubber band ball? They just didn't partake? It was looked at as a family rubber band ball, but um, nobody actually ever put the rubber bands on. Like, I'd sit there on Saturday. You guys really need to invest in internet. (laughs) 
Internet's expensive, dude. We used to sit there and watch like Silver Linings Playbook for the 400th time on Saturday night, and I would just be putting rubber band balls or rubber bands on this ball, you know? <laughs> that was my form of entertainment on a Saturday night, and it killed. Oh, man, dude. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Cancel your internet oh, right now. Yeah. Huh? Cancel your internet right now and go buy Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> Get some rubber bands. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I might. I might. It's on the to-do list. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, shoot. Any last closing words before we get out of here? No. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for Child's Play.